Welcome to another episode of Black Tea with Matt and Michael. I'm Matt. I'm Michael. So um, before we get too deep into this episode and exchange pleasantries, uh, mm-hmm. I feel like it would be the smart and decent move to just kind of start off and uh, talk about the death of Chadwick Boseman this past week. Oh my God. Like I'm so like I'm still kind of shook. Um, there's a lot of things about it that are mind blowing to me. One, I didn't know that he was um, 42. Uh, yes. So young. Um, and by that, I like I I didn't know what his age was. Honestly, I thought he was younger. So when I saw yeah, that he I died, I was blown away. But like 42 is still like incredibly young. Um. And then to find out that he had cancer, that's what he died from. And then also that he had been battling cancer for four years and Mm -hmm. nobody knew that he was filming movies and that like somehow in this day and age that like the news never got leaked or anything like, and then beyond that, just the fact that he passed away in general, like uh, just unbelievable. It honestly took me aback. It really did. You know, just the, he meant so much to so many people and specifically me, like, I mean, Black Panther, just, just his whole, actually like his whole like catalog of work within the last, what, four years has been just like him playing Black heroes i remember the first time that i had seen him um was him doing james brown and get on up and that was Mm -hmm. i want to say 2013 maybe um yeah and like it's kind of like when you think about uh angela bassett which is very fitting because they were both in black panther together like angela bassett has portrayed so many amazing and powerful black women in history and Mm -hmm. chadwick boseman portrayed James Brown, uh, Jackie Robinson, Thurgood Marshall, uh, and then is the face of the Black Panther. He, he is the face of Black Panther. He is Black Panther, um, yeah. you know, and just the fact that you know, that was what that movie, what that role meant to uh, Black culture is uh, unbelievable. Like, and the fact that he wasn't, um, he wasn't a mainstay in Hollywood for a terribly long time, but amassed mm-hmm. such an incredible body of work um, and in such a short amount of time uh, became so important to black culture um, with more than just the you know defining role of Black Panther, but just in all of his roles in general. Just just unbelievable. Uh, it was I was very, very sad to find that out. Um, you know, but just thinking about the fact that he was battling cancer throughout all of this. Like all of his, pretty much all of his mainstream stardom is wild to me. Yeah, like that's, you know, like black girl, black boy magic, that shit is fucking real. Like seriously. Um, God. But it's definitely, um, I don't think we've touched on, I mean, other than like talking about deaths of like, you know, like because of COVID or something like that, we haven't really like touched on any, anything like this since we've done the previously the web show and now on this and the podcast. So mm-hmm. um, definitely a more somber note and, you know, we're not going to uh, dwell on it throughout the well, entire episode, yeah. but definitely just wanted to uh, touch on that and uh, just kind of pay my respects personally. Um, definitely a very talented, just a beautiful, beautiful man, very talented man. Um, and uh, it's definitely unfortunate that we will not be able to enjoy his talents for many more years. Cause I feel like he, had he remained alive, he would have been a force of player for years, for years and years. Yeah. And years. We but, love you Chadwick. Rest in peace, rest in power. Uh, definitely will be missed by by yours truly. Um, but on a 
more uh, lighthearted note before we get into some of the more, well, I guess all, pretty much everything we're discussing is lighthearted, but on a much more lighthearted note that could be taken as a shady note, um, I also would like to touch bases, and I know you would as well, with um, kind of kind of something that caught my eye the other day. It just happened to be scrolling through the Twitter machine, scrolling, scrolling, and I see uh, a tweet from my dear friend and coworker um, here. At, well, not here, but at Charlie Chicago, one of the fiercest drag queens in Chicago, Caramel Deville. Um, and I'm scrolling, and I, I, mean, I love Caramel. I stop and always look to see what she has to tweet, and I see that she's advertising the Black Tea Podcast, and I'm like, oh, look at her, kind of giving us some promotion. Like, good for, thank right. you. you know, wait a minute, no, hold on a second. The Black Tea Podcast, she spelled black wrong. It's spelled B-L-A-C-K. And I'm like, wait a minute, what is this B-L-A-Q-U-E shit? Black Tea Podcast hosted by Lucy Stewart. What is this? What is this, honey? What is this, honey? I was gagged. So yeah, for those of you listening, um, we, myself, Matt, and my co-host, Michael, are the hosts of this, the Black Tea Podcast, previously the Black Tea Web Show. Um, we have been a thing for a year now. A whole and, year. Like, I mean, you know, with, pod, with the web show and the podcast, we've been, we've been doing, you know, including our Instagram lives, we've been a thing. Um, and here comes Lucy Stuhl the mother of Chicago drag, as it were. Um, and her and her team, her crew, her posse over here trying to move on our <laughs> shit. Not her posse. Her posse. She's just going to come here and gangster our shit. <laughs> Lucy, Lucy Stool and her posse, a loose stool. <laughs> no, um, in all seriousness. In all seriousness, um, I, I personally, I love Lucy Stool. Um, I believe it's going to be her and Bambi Banks Kuei um, hosting what was, I had to do a little research because I was just confused. Like, I responded and I'm like, okay, like, y'all just ganked our name. And I'm like, Caramel and Lucy and Bambi all follow me. Like, certainly they've seen me advertise Black Tea at some point over the last year. And I was a little bit confused, but I guess they have not seen uh, any advertising. I guess they haven't seen it. That uh, means we just got to advertise harder. And just harder? Because I tell you what, I'm not changing the name. Uh, no, baby. You were here first. I got these candles planned. Uh-uh, honey. <laughs> what is this, right. baby? <laughs> um, but no, like, I, I had to do a little research, and apparently... Um, the disgraced former host of Drag Matinee and what have you, T-Rex, um, here in Chicago. Um, well, I guess she's not a drag queen here in Chicago. Um, actually, I don't think she's a drag queen anywhere anymore. But well, she's, um, a, she's a something. She's a disgraced former drag queen. Um, anyway, she used to host a podcast called The Tea. Never heard it. Um, and I'm unfamiliar with her work. I, yes, well, Mariah Carey, I don't know her. Um, I don't know her. And uh, <laughs> apparently after the Black Drag Council dispatched of her and her services, they also not only took her fucking, her event um, and her career, but they also took her podcast and they wanted to put their touch on it and they renamed it the Black Tea Podcast, which makes a lot of sense if you're taking over a podcast that was called The Tea and you're the Black Drag Council, it does make sense to it call it Black Tea. It does make sense. Um, now, that does not stop me from feeling slightly um, perturbed by the fact that now there are four Black members of gay nightlife hosting two podcasts between the four of us, both of which are called Black Tea. Black tea. Um, so rather than look at it as a negative, um, I will look at it as a positive and just say that there is plenty of black, there is plenty of tea, and there is 
plenty of black tea to go around, both here in Chicago and there on all of the streaming services of you, the listener. <laughs> mm-hmm. You remember that music group named Black? Yes, that is spelled like their black tea. Yeah, it's spelled like their black tea. You know what mm-hmm. we should do, actually? We should, uh, add, since they're, since we're black tea, and I guess we're maybe we're just like, um, not as interesting because we're just normal ass black, you know, like, right? like we're just black tea, like you know, um, maybe we should change our name to black, but spell it like six black, like black does. <laughs> it could be six black tea. Am I the only one that says six black, even though I know it's black? No. You do it too. I did. I did it too. Perfect. So maybe I'm so, just, I'm so old. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm like I saw it the first time. I'm like, wait, six lack. Six lack? What the fuck is lacking six of what? Um, but <laughs> you know, maybe we'll change it. You know, they can be black like the previous group, and we can be six lack, and you know, it's still plenty of tea um, to go around. Um, I did ask Lucy Stool if she would be interested in being on our podcast, and she said yes. Um, and we can discuss this. Maybe we can get, uh, you know, they have the Black Drag Council. Maybe we'll just have the Black Council and we can go up against them and fight, you know. May, I mean, I was a former pro wrestler. Like, maybe it could be me versus Matt Page versus Lucy Stool for the rights. Maybe. For the rights to the name Black T. Let's get ready to rumble. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, gun. Um, yes, yeah. So um, that is that. That's you know a little bit more lighthearted. We will. That is definitely (laughs) that is the black tea. B l a c k t. The blackest of tea. I mean, maybe black of the berry, the sweeter the juice. Um, The black of the podcast, the sweeter the juice. Right. Um, But uh, let's see. The topic of the day um, is. Follow up to yes. the VMAs. Um, yes, the VMAs, baby. Now, as of this recording, the VMAs were 24 hours ago. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, we definitely, I was like, we discussed, you know, leading up to it. We talked about uh, VMA moments. Um, I don't know if you saw, but did you see that, VM, uh, that VMAs, that MTV on um, Friday night? or Friday in the daytime, did you see that they were airing um, the 1999 and the 2000 VMAs? No, I did not. They aired the 99 and the 2000 VMAs back to back. They literally only aired it once. Like they, they didn't air it again on like Saturday or anything like that. They just did it like that one day. Actually, I think it was Saturday. It wasn't Sunday. Um, it was like I was so happy. I missed the '99 one. By the time that I saw that they were doing it, the '99 one had gone off the air. So I made it a point to like quickly record the 2000 ones because um, mm-hmm. we just talked about them. Yeah, it was so lit. Yeah, yeah. I have it saved on my uh, Xfinity box so I can rewatch it again whenever I want to. But it was just so cool to like relive. Um, cause I hadn't seen that shit in years, like so long and I'm watching it and I remember so many of just like even the little moments that I'm just like, I shouldn't remember this, but like watching it just traded the memories. So cool. Yeah. Yeah. I think one of the, one of the things that we didn't really, I don't know if we, I can't remember if we touched on it in our last podcast, but the looks, the fashion of the VMAs, so um, it's always, so the VMAs are fun, you know, it's the Video Music Awards. So everybody's fashion is going to be, you know, out of this world and just really crazy. And some of my favorite, favorite moments, um, it actually popped up on my Snapchat. It was like top moments of, uh, you know, VMA fashion. And one of my favorite, favorite moments was Rose McGowan and- uh, Marilyn Manson? And Marilyn Manson, yeah, baby, that dress, ah, oh, was stunning. Yeah, I remember that. I think that was the ninety, either the ninety-seven or ninety-eight VMAs. Um, we did talk about a lot of performances, and like after like thinking about that, um, 
not that I'm like a, a big fan or anything like that, um, or for that matter, necessarily a fan at, at all, but I do remember Marilyn Manson giving like such a fucking badass performance mm-hmm. um, it was of, so the dope, good. of the dope show when he had like the, the female body. Yes. That was so, yes. like, I remember that. Such a great performance. Um, uh. Yeah. that The VMAs, though, like, I really wish, I actually saw a tweet um, that said MTV could have had us totally taken care of during the quarantine by just airing a bunch of old content. But instead, they decided to end nothing but nine-hour blocks of ridiculousness every day. Like, so we have to listen. To, so we have to listen to Chanel West Coast awful ass voice and laugh. Ah. Oh my God, he looks like he looks like Janice the fucking Muppet. Oh no! Stop! You're terrible. Maybe that's why she laughs like that because she's constantly got a fist up her ass. Um, oh my God! You didn't have to come for Chanel West Coast like that. What does she do? She raps. I think. Does she? I think so. I will never, ever seek this out. I'd rather go back and listen to Paris Hilton's album. <laughs> I'd, I would literally rather listen to Paris Hilton's cover of Rod Stewart's Do You Think I'm Sexy than ever listen to Chanel West Coast ever open her mouth ever again. I heard that she's a pretty dope rapper. I haven't listened to any of her work. I'm unfamiliar. Could you imagine? (laughs) I can't, honestly. Um, But they did air those old, that was kind of like their hype to get people, like their last ditch effort to get people to watch the VMAs. But um, I watched the VMAs. Um, I didn't get to watch it until this morning. I was was out yesterday. Mm-hmm. And uh, but I watched the VMAs this morning, dedicated my morning to it. Um, honestly, I've got to say, it was kind of lit. It was, it was, it was lit. Um, first off, let's give it up for Kiki Palmer. Kiki Palmer should host everything, she's so charismatic. Like, um, she's been taking over. I don't know if you've like actually been watching regular TV, but like. Barely. She has hosted so many virtual quarantine, like, Zoom call parties. And, like, she's, like, the quarantine hostess with the mostest. She's, like, the quarantine Ryan Seacrest. She's literally hosting everything. And I'm living for it. Well, she just, the thing about Kiki Palmer is that she just radiates good energy, like, nonstop. Um, She just Mm -hmm. always looks so. Come on, Chicago girl. Is she just, is she from Chicago? Oh, uh, well, she's from Harvey, Illinois. Okay, not a close so. enough, whatever. Um, no, I, I didn't know that, but like she just, she radiates such good energy and good vibes. Like you just can't help but be drawn to her personality, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, she definitely brought, she brought energy to a show that had no live fans. Yeah, as though there were live fans. Like I didn't, I didn't feel like she was phoning it in. Like she seemed genuinely excited about what was going on, even though there was no fans in attendance. Right. Oh my god. And like, um, I wanted her to drop an album or like an EP or something. After. Do we know if she has new music out? Because she does, she does have. Okay, baby. Yeah, I'm. Li- I was living for her. Like, we need to. We need her because Normani is failing at life. Can we? Don't don't look at me like that. No, I'm just there. Kiki that is how more, you do Kiki Palmer it. has more music than Normani. Oh my god! But like, Normani was not at the VMAs because she cannot be celebrated at the Video Music Awards because there was no music. She ain't got no damn music. There was no music um, you know for her to be else? awarded um, in any category. Um, best failed pop star, Normani. But that's neither here nor there. Um, Speaking of people who were not at the VMAs, I am still a little bit upset that Miss Dua Lipa was not a part of anything. Well, you know why, right? 
Um, yeah, I think you told me, but uh, enlighten our listeners. It's okay. So anyone who's listening, the reason why Dua Lipa was not involved in the VMAs this year is because the VMAs shafted her and didn't nominate her for any bit. Like she wasn't nominated in any of the major categories. She wasn't nominated for Artist of the Year. She wasn't nominated for Video of the Year, uh, Best Pop Album. She wasn't nominated for Song of the Year, nothing. Um, which is very, very confusing to me um, because from November of last year until now, currently, she's given us, she gave us a great album. Future Nostalgia is a great album to me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so good. She gave us, she started with a very strong, like she started her era, this era, with very strong uh, music. Like, Don't Start Now is excellent. Um, it's still she, gave, a she gave us physical. Um, she gave us Break, Break My Heart. Um, she gave us Hallucinate. Like, um, I mean, still at this point, like what was mind blowing to me, I don't know if it was Shade on MTV's part, but they used physical as a bumper several times throughout the show. Like, yes, they did. Yeah. And I'm just like, why would like it granted, you know, it is what it is, but like, why would you ask this? So they did ask her to perform and she denied it. She turned it down. And I would too, if I like, don't use me as a, uh, advertising, you know, as advertisements for people to watch the show, if you're not even going to honor me, you know, and I'm, I'm one of the strongest performers thus over the last year. Cause she yeah. is, she's given us a lot in the last year. I, I feel like I honestly, even at this point, I still feel like future nostalgia is one of the best albums of the year. It really is. And I'm probably going to get some, some hate mail for saying this, but like Taylor Swift's album fucking sucked. Um, I didn't enjoy it. It was not good. It made me go to sleep. I didn't enjoy it. Um, I'm like, she was nominated for so many categories. And I'm like, I don't even know any of these songs really. Like, um, and I I did listen to, but I don't know. I I don't hate Taylor Swift. Like I'm not, but I'm also not a Swifty. I believe that's what her fans are called. I don't hate her either. I don't hate her either. I, I just think, think 1989 that... and uh, Reputation are both great albums. Oh, um, God. Reputation is so good. And they're both so good. I didn't like... I didn't care for Lover, the album, all that much. And But it had a couple of bops. Like, I actually did like Me. I like. I didn't mind You Need to Calm Down, um, which those are the two lead singles. But I didn't enjoy the album overall. But I definitely mm. do not enjoy folklore. Um, it it didn't hold my attention like a lot of other albums this year. Listening um, to folklore is like taking a Benadryl. But that's it's that also is neither here nor there. I don't want to go bury Taylor Swift the longest time. But she <laughs> did win, she did win best uh, best director, I believe, for video. Um, yeah, no, that no that. Yeah, um, but yeah, some of the uh, some of the winners of the night. Um, obviously, uh, Lady Gaga swept um, at the VMAs. Um, she won. Let's see, uh, best pop, I believe. She won um, song of the year, I believe. They won. No, she didn't win video of the year. That went to the weekend for Blinding Lights. Um, but yeah, and then she got honored with the uh, Tricon Award. Um, what did you think of just Gaga's night as a whole? Um, so I didn't actually get to watch any of like the um, like the acceptance speeches and things like that because I was you know working. Um, I was working the sidetrack uh, VMA's viewing party. Um, but I did get to see the performances, and um, to be quite honest, I liked the Gaga performance. Okay. You know, she did uh, 
What was the first song that she did? I can't think of the name of it. 911. Yeah, so she did 911 into Rain on Me into uh, Stupid. Um, Stupid Love. Um, one of my favorite parts of Lady Gaga, like seeing Lady Gaga live, is when she jumps on her piano. Like, yes, it just it it shakes me every time because she's so fucking good and she's so fucking talented. But I was actually kind of underwhelmed. Okay. Um, with this performance, uh, I mean, I love Ariana Grande and baby, she hit that high note and killed it with a mask on. That um, whistle though, right? Right. That whistle note. Um, I loved Gaga's mask, but seeing Gaga's performances, VMA performances specifically throughout the time, uh, it was not my favorite. I still think, honestly, my favorite was Paparazzi. Oh, still, yeah. There's no way that it was going to, like, I think the difference between um, the Paparazzi performance versus just really anyone else's performance. Like, this wasn't going to be a coming out party for Gaga. The paparazzi performance was, and she just yeah. brought something that was just, she brought drama. She brought perform like, it was just, it was just different. Um, mm -hmm. I will say, my favorite part, honestly, about Gaga's performance last night at the VMAs, because um, I wasn't necessarily underwhelmed by it. Um, I didn't know what to expect. Um, I thought that we were just going to get just her doing Rain On Me, which is what was advertised. So I, I guess I was honestly, uh, my expectations were exceeded just because she did multiple songs. So, um, but my favorite part of the whole performance, honestly, was her laying down after 911 and going, all right, VMAs, let me change my costume real quick. And the camera panned down and panned back up. And she was in the, the outfit for Rain On Me. Oh, I laughed so hard because obviously it was edited, but I literally, I was like snorting. I laughed so hard. Um, <laughs> just so funny. Um, no, I liked the performance. Honestly. Gaga loves the costume change. The thing the costume change of, of Gaga and her costumes. Um, <laughs> you didn't get to see the rest of it. You saw the performances. So we'll come back to some of the other performances of the night. But Gaga yeah. literally came out and so many dope ass outfits throughout the night. I don't know if you've seen any of the pictures of them yet. Yes, yes, um, yes, they have. Every time she came out to accept uh, to accept an award, she had on a new outfit, and she also had on a different mask. And every time she accepted the award, she would remind, like at the very end, the very last award, she was like, "And I know I sound like a broken record, but please wear your mask." And she just had on a different mask every time. And I'm just like, you know what? Yes um the outfits were everything it, all of the outfits were giving me early gaga like yes um, yes very and, much meat dress avant-garde gaga yes and i'm here for it because that's the gaga like obviously you know as an artist you don't want to be stuck in what you started as um but she was giving us present day gaga with shades of yesteryear and i was here for it mm -hmm. um and as always obviously so nice to see ariana grande doing what she does um yes vocals yes. you know looking cute as fuck um but that was i i did enjoy it. it but i will even though i wasn't underwhelmed by it it was not my favorite performance of the night Mine either, and I think I know where you're going with it. What was your favorite performance of the night? My favorite performance of the night has to be fucking Ungodly Hour. So, okay, before, before I touch on that, um, so I personally just, I love Chloe and Howie, um, as anyone who follows me knows. Um, at this exact moment, we're about to, it's uh, in 30 minutes, it will be September 1st, as far as this recording is concerned. So in the nine months of this year, I believe that Chloe and Hallie have released the best album of the year to me thus yes. far. Um, I also believe 
that at the VMAs, even though Dua Lipa was shafted in all major categories, I do believe that Chloe and Howie were shafted in several major categories. They should have been nominated for um, Do It at the very least. Um, yes. And uh, for multiple reasons, which I will come back to, but I also am slightly upset that they were considered the MTV VMAs pre-show and not the VMAs main show. Um, really? Yes. Um, now, I did see their performance for Ungodly Hour, and it was excellent. Um, and I, I'm also very happy that they have now moved on to a new song. <laughs> Even though I could listen to them do do it every day Maybe. for the rest of the year. I can watch looks. them do that choreography. Bitch, <laughs> I do it. Like, I break out in the fucking do it choreography just whenever I want to. Like, whatever. Absolutely. I try not to fall. Um, no, they were considered the pre-show. And these girls have literally killed every single performance that they've done from their tennis court. Um, I feel like they deserve to be on the main show. Yeah. And I, I, I believe that. I'm, there was one performance that was cute, and I think the boys are cute, and the song was cute. Um, the CNC, uh, CNCO. Um, yeah, I didn't subscribe to them. They, I mean, cute performance. They were cute. They all the pyro and everything. On the, like, um, but in the year 2020, are they really bringing it like Chloe and Howie are bringing it? Like they should have been on the pre-show over them to me. Yeah. Yes, definitely. Now, granted, definitely. at the end of the day, uh, their performance is still going to be seen and it is what it is, you know, but I just, that kind of, that bothered me as a, as a fan of Chloe and Hallie and as someone who thinks that they are definitely, they deserve better. They definitely are the front runners for performers of the year, even um, yes. in a, in a day and age where there aren't really any performances. They are killing it. They're Maybe giving us, giving they're literally giving us an looks. entire era like they're giving us an entire era from their tennis court. Like what? I'm shook. I'm so shook. I'm so shook. Vocals, looks, concepts. Um, but yes, um, their performance was excellent. Um, they would be, honestly, my second favorite of the night. Okay. Um, so who is your favorite of the night? My absolute favorite, um, and I honestly haven't seen anyone else say this um, online or otherwise, um, but The Weeknd's. Oh. Do you, dis you disagree? I mean, I, I didn't see his performance, but I also am not a fan of, I'm a fan of The Weeknd, but I'm not a fan of this era of The Weeknd. Really? Okay. Yeah, well, we'll come back. Like, we'll come back to. We'll come back to you not being a fan of the weekend's era. Currently, um, I honestly, well, actually, let's come back to it all together. I love the weekend's performance. Um, you didn't get to see it, so uh, I feel silly talking about it to myself. Oh, no, I'm gonna, go, um, I'm gonna go. You definitely should go watch it. Like you definitely, when we're done recording, you definitely need to watch it. Um, yeah, it was excellent. Like he, he. I feel like his era, I felt bad for him, honestly, um, because his album dropped like the week of quarantine beginning. Mm -hmm. um, and there's a lot like Dua Lipa's album dropped at the beginning of quarantine. Like, um, so I just feel like as he was getting the wheels going, um, the year stopped. And I feel like he honestly, this with this album he was about to give us like conceptual performances um yeah because his performance at the vmas last night um there was like an artistry behind it that was um present in the promotional advertisements for the album and just the looks the music videos that he did he kept the same yeah. and like we, ne we never really got to figure out like exactly why is his face beaten up like what's the bloody nose like what is you know is he is his nose bleeding because he he did a bunch of coke 
Uh, is his nose bleeding because it got his ass beat? Like, um, is he currently high? Like, what is the deal? Like, so we never really got to figure that out yet. And right. it's because his era kind of got stopped before it could really get started. But his performance at the VMAs uh, was honestly, it was kind of breathtaking to me. Um, he gave us the concept, um, same look, the red suit, the bloody nose, busted face. Um, and they wound up in this very like visually and aesthetically pleasing, like on, on a rooftop, which I don't believe it was a green screen. I actually think he was on top of a roof somewhere in New York. Um, I know a lot of the performances were green screens, but um, yeah, just really, really just visually pleasing. Um, and I love The weekend's voice, so his vocals, um, mm -hmm. just really, really excellent performance. And it was how we, that's how the show started. So um, I really, really enjoyed it. Um, and he did take video of the year for, for Blinding Lights, um, as well as Best R&B, I believe. Um, and he didn't have much to say in his acceptance speeches. He just said uh, he didn't feel like he should celebrate, and he felt like he needed to uh, um, yeah, I saw take that. Justice, justice for Jacob Blake and Breonna Taylor. So, um, but I, I, just, I have a good weekend for him. I, I love the weekend personally. Um, we'll come back to you not enjoying his era, I guess. Or I guess, well, why don't you enjoy this era? I'm curious. Um. So I'm not very much of a fan of like kind of like 80s pop synth type of music and like the singles that he put out was very much that it was very much uh, it gave me a uh, it gave me like a 1980s moment you know I'm not a fan of 80s music it's because it's been shoved down my throat so many times before. Um, so, like, I'm not even a fan of Let's Get Physical by, uh, or sorry, Physical by uh, Dua Lipa, because it's that, it's very much that, like, 80s pop synth, synthesized sound. I'm just not a fan of it. Um, but I absolutely adore The Weeknd. Uh, I don't even, I actually was kind of upset that he won Best R&B Album, because I don't consider this album specifically... Yes, he's an R&B artist, but this album specifically, I don't, from what I've heard, like the singles on it, it doesn't give me R&B. It very much gives me pop. I mean, I, I've definitely, I, would, I wouldn't argue that necessarily. What I will say, speaking of which, is Lizzo was nominated for that category for... Uh, yeah, I was mad at that too. And I'm like, <laughs> why is she still getting nominated for anything on this album that was released three years ago <laughs> do not understand but um moving on um just some of the other great performances of the vmas um i really really enjoyed um i enjoyed doja cats um, yes i enjoyed uh miley cyrus's yes that no that song i love the song i love the performance i love kind of the uh the callback to Wrecking Ball. Um, mm -hmm. It was also visually pleasing, despite having like maybe the most simplistic um, quote unquote concept. Um, there was, I mean, I've, I enjoyed so much, honestly, of it. Um, I had definitely saw a lot of things, not necessarily performance wise, that I wouldn't hype up or anything like that. Um, yeah. A lot of the winners, um, I'm just kind of like, eh, you know, it is what it is. But uh, what was your uh, what was your least favorite performance of the night? My least favorite performance. Um, let's see. That's uh, I guess off the top of my head, uh, I might just have to go with, which is, it hurts my heart to say this because they're all so beautiful but honestly i could have gone without the maluma performance um and also this yeah. um and it's not even necessarily because i don't know they're like I, maluma is beautiful um and but i can't tell you any of like i couldn't tell you any of his songs like i couldn't give you any of his music um if i hear it i wouldn't know that it was maluma unless he says maluma baby you know um <laughs> And, uh, but not to say this performance was bad, it wasn't. Um, 
it just I could have gone without. And the CNCO performance was cute, and they are also cute, and the song is cute. But I also could have gone without it. That could have been on the pre-show, and Chloe Halley could have been on the main show, as I, as I said. Um, and I don't, I don't, I don't really. Uh, I'm not into BTS either. I know a lot of people are. They hit number one on the Billboard top uh charts this week or today um with their song um so obviously people do like them i am not one of those people so i could have gone without that performance but it also wasn't a bad performance i just could have gone without it okay what about you um i could have honestly the black eyed peas really okay that shit I don't know what type of tomfoolery fuckery is happening here. But that was not, it was just not a cute, like, I I get, like, they, they had a really cute throwback moment that could have been taken as as, as shady because they did uh, I Got a Feeling, mm-hmm. you know, at the end. And that was, like, a really cute, like, throwback moment. It was like, oh, we're doing I Got a Feeling. But it also could have been taken to shade because they're like, oh, we're doing it without Fergie. Um, was she in that song, though? Yes, she was definitely in that song. She's definitely the female vocal in I Got a Feeling. Yeah, well. um, but the I will say this, who, as, you, as you say something about the Black Eyed Peas, because um, I didn't dislike that performance. Um, there was like light up jock straps or something. In their yeah, pants, I don't know. I don't like, resting or it was something um i didn't dislike that performance um i will say this really quickly though um not to say that you know the performance was strong i i don't think i would have used i don't think i would have done the black eyed peas closing the show um personally um but that being said i guess of the performances i don't know who i would have had close the show maybe gaga and ariana probably um but uh, of the people that perform um, what I will say about the Black Eyed Peas is this, and I don't, I doubt you listen to the album, but their album is one of the best this year. It's honestly bop after bop after bop after bop. And oh, a lot no, of it this, probably is. You what? I said it probably is. It's a Spanish album. It's amazing. Like, it's so good. Um, kind of definitely one of the most slept on albums of the year. Like, um, for anyone listening, like, if you haven't listened to it, you should go listen to it because there's a lot of songs, a lot of tracks on there that, um, probably won't get released as a single. And if you haven't heard the album, you probably won't ever know about it. So um, but that's yeah. how they, that's usually how Well I Am does like with the Black Eyed Peas. Like they'll release maybe like two singles and then everything else, like all Black Eyed Peas albums are like bops. Like from fucking Elephant on down, baby. Like, um, but like I just was not. Not here. I was not in for, I wasn't here for the performance. I thought that they could have done something better um, with that performance. I think that they could have performed one of the singles that has done better and not like the newest single. Um, but I see what they did, you know. Um, it is cute. I could have gone if. I could I I could take the performance, but I could have gone without the fucking glow in the dark jock straps or whatever. I was like, wait, are they trying to show me their dick or what? I don't want to see that. And then like the 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 new girl, uh, J. Ray Soul, with this bang girl, giving me very uh, <laughs> giving me very bougie auntie at the dinner party. <laughs> What is this wig, honey? What is this bag? Giving me very uh, Mary J. Blige and Family Affair. <laughs> um, I think my mom has that wig. Oh, bless, <laughs> bless her. Um, no, there was. I mean, it was the VMAs this year. Um, for me personally, it was just like I said, a a back and forth to me in my mind of just like, well. The BET Awards this year were amazing. The best that it's ever been. Yeah. All virtual, all send in your performance type thing, you know. Um, the VMAs this year, I feel like they got creative. I feel like 
they gave us um they gave us the best of both worlds you know like yes. we couldn't get a live audience but we still got kiki palmer hosting the show it wasn't like her sitting at home and like okay now these people are sitting in their acceptance speeches like they had people that were actually there the performances yes. were actually um there you know um the presenters were actually there um and i i appreciated that there seemed like there was a lot of effort i really would love to see i think something that mtv should do they probably won't because they're too busy giving us reruns of shit that we don't want to see but uh i would love to see like a behind the scenes of the 2020 vmas like the making of the 2020 vmas to yeah. just see how they pulled it off um like i feel like that would be a great thing to air that you we know, probably will never ever see all the time it would be so cool they, yeah they used to do stuff like that all the time and they just don't fucking do it anymore and i don't understand why like i guess they have to cater to like their younger demographic uh but is their young demographic even watching reruns of ridiculousness though I mean, are they even reruns? Like, is is ridiculous? This even still like a current show, or is it in syndication? I honestly don't know because I don't like. Is he still currently filming episodes of that? Like, I why? Truly, I truly hope not. Like um, the qualities of the videos are so bad. <laughs> I'm over it, but. Um, what did you what did you think like overall the VMAs like did you think it was better than the BET Awards I know that was a lot of the comparison. Um, honestly, I think that I liked the fact that they gave us. I liked the fact that they gave us um, components of both, but what I really honestly, honestly, what I like and this is just in 2020 in general i feel like 2020 because we are in this quarantine and it's like the new form of life it has given us some of the best visuals that we've had in a really long time and a lot of people don't really understand that this is historical these visuals and the things that we are getting right now in 2020 and possibly in 2021 um it's a part of history because once everything opens back up and goes back to normal we won't have to be doing like video things and visual things you know like this anymore i hope that we still are I hope that this has sparked creativity and people and you know we still get moments like this i honestly think that we will because the like okay but we won't get it from everyone the people that are going to give us creativity are the people that are giving it to us now right well and hallie are going to give us like they're giving us something so good from their house imagine what they can give us with money and production and you know just so much more a bigger platform you know they can give us so much more they're creative enough to do it um gaga always peak of, of creativity you know like um the people that are going to give us what we want are the people that are giving it to us right now when they quote unquote can't yeah like um you know, and I'm honestly, I was not like a fan like of Chromatica from Gaga. And now I fucking absolutely love it because I'm actually looking at it as a concept, as a whole concept. And this may not have been her concept to begin with, but like what she has done with just like, it's so good. It's just, it's really good. I, I mean, I love, I love the album. I liked it when I first heard it and I like it now. Um, I still, as much as I love Lady Gaga, I still don't believe that it was the album of the year at this point, but it's definitely in, it's up there. It's top 
what do you think the album of the year should have been? Oh, you're talking about for the award? Um, I was there album of the year. I don't think there was, there was no album of the not year. Not yet, not yet. Um, I don't think because I think that's a Grammys thing. Oh, you're just okay. I was gonna say you're just talking about in general. Um, yeah. like I said, I at this point at this moment, my album of the year is Ungodly Hour from Chloe and Howie. Now, it's so I listen to it every morning. It's so good. I I mean it's it's in constant rotation. Um, like I listen to it all the time. Um, now in three months when the year is over, um, will that still be the case? Will there be another album drop between now and then that will take that album's place? Maybe, who knows? Um, when I heard uh, the album at first, I knew it was excellent and I knew that I loved it. But before it came out, I didn't expect to like it as much as I did. I didn't expect it to be as excellent as it is like honestly like it just it hits in every way that i need it to um so at this point mm -hmm. off the top of my head like that you know even digging deep down like it's my album of the year like bar none mm -hmm. it's, I, it's story, really I'm to it. yeah um, same here and i just i hope the best for those girls because they are so fucking talented I would love a fucking Chloe, Halle, and Ariana Grande track. I would lose my fucking mind. I don't know how that will work. I would, I would lose my mind. I'd rather have that than some sort of rap feature from anyone, honestly. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just hope that they continue doing... I just hope they continue to do it how they're doing it because uh, uh they're killing it um but yeah so i mean that was the vmas um yeah definitely, definitely some, uh, some great creative performances um uh just gave me more than i was expecting all things considered um as far as the overall award show is concerned um i did see a lot of or not a lot but i did see some people talking about like oh like it's typical MTV, like awarding all the white artists and everything. And I'm like, well, I, I won't argue with this sentiment, um, you know, but at the same time, there's a lot of things that I could have bitched about from the beginning. Um, as far as like the nominees, you know, there were a lot of people that were nominated that I don't think should have been like, I didn't even know that Eminem had a video this year. Um, and he was nominated for like best rap. Um, and I'm just like, I didn't even know this shit happened. Um, but you yeah, know, he, dro he dropped an album. I, well, I knew that he had an album, but I didn't know that he had a video. Um, I also, uh, Meg Thee Stallion won. Actually, I think Meg Thee Stallion won for best rap in the category she was nominated. I, I can't remember off the top of my head if that's what Eminem was nominated for, but Meg Thee Stallion was nominated for best rap. Um, but like there was no video for Savage and she won. <laughs> so I, I don't, Wait, what, was it just like a bunch of tiktokers i don't quite <laughs> understand um how you win at the video music awards and you don't have a video for the song but you know i love mega stallion it is what it is um but uh i also am just mind blown by the fact that savage is nominated for anything when the savage remix is the one that is superior but that's neither here nor there um, but there's also not a video for that either. So, um, right. you know, but it is what it is, you know, at the end of the day, like, I don't really take the video music awards seriously, you know, um, in that regard, I think it's definitely cool. Like, especially if you're a musician, like I can only imagine like how cool it is to get one of the moon men because you grew up watching MTV, um, right. you know, hoping that your video would be played on their channel. So definitely got to be a cool thing for them. Um, you know, but overall, just as a fan, uh, it was cool to watch. And this is the first time I've watched the VMAs like straight through um, and was actually excited to watch them in mm. years, in years. And I guess you know, a lot of it probably had to do with the fact that it was not a normal award show. Like, I just was curious right. to see how it was going to come out. 
I think next year I want to throw a VMA viewing party. But like have everybody like dress up and like walk a red carpet. Like a, with a step, like with a step and repeat. Yes. I'd be down. Not a step. Is that what it's called? Yeah. A step and repeat. Mm-hmm. Yes, God. Absolutely. Um, but yes, that was that was the VMAs. Um, a lot of fun and uh, lighthearted this week. But I figured that we had to like kind of come back and touch on it since we did talk about it a lot last episode. Yes. Yes. Um, overall, overall, I was impressed um, just with the concept of how they did it. Uh, the host was fucking great. Um, I don't know. I can't remember who hosted last year, but... Uh, I don't know either. I honestly couldn't tell you anything that happened last year. I was like, whatever. But um, honestly, it was, it was great. And I cannot wait to... Uh, hear more amazing music and see more amazing visuals. Yeah, I, I will say this um, as we start to wrap things up. We're talking about music a lot. Um, 2020, for as many negative things as we can say about this year, um, as heartbreaking as this year has been, as stressful, as tumultuous, um, and as unprecedented as this year has been. Um, yes, unprecedented. Yes, unprecedented times. But what has been such a bright spot of the year has been the music it honestly has been an excellent year for music and as somebody who who survives honestly uh because of good music um who feels music to the the degree that i do i am incredibly thankful for all of the artists who have impacted my year in some way with their music with their art um because it's definitely made 2020 a better year for me that's made it a uh not a bust you know has made it um possible for me to get through each day to get through the tough times you know like at the start of the year it was you know at the start of quarantine it was Dua Lipa's album, it was The Weeknd's album, it was Chromatica, you know, then in the summertime, it's just been Chloe and Hallie, like, 100%, you yeah. know, there's been a lot of amazing um, R&B, you know, Janae Aiko released uh, an amazing album, um, oh, Kehlani, so you know, um, even, you know, th- there ain't no album yet, but like, uh, you know, WAP recently, you know, Sweetie is it's like so many, like, fun uh, songs, so many fun, you know, singles and albums it's like an amazing year for, for music and i'm so happy about it mm-hmm. um but that being said uh we wrap things up do you have anything you would like to add to this to this podcast today you know i i just have a, like a message of positivity you know everybody i want you guys to really stay safe and please protect your mental health. Like, I know it's, it's a really, really, as Matt likes to say, unprecedented time. Unprecedented. Um, but just be aware of your mental health. Like, talk to your friends, check on your close ones and your loved ones. Uh, if you don't have any loved ones, go outside, take a walk, you know, Enjoy the rest of the nice weather that we do have. And uh, just breathe. Everything's going to be okay, and we will get through this. And remember, wear your fucking mask and wash your fucking hands. Put the mask over your nose also, please. Fuck. Yeah. Over your nose. Look at you sharing positive vibes. I live for it. Um, I will... Second his sentiment, uh, sentiments and uh, repeat it all. Um, and I hope that you all do stay safe. Uh, and I hope that you all do take care of your mental health because it is very important. And uh, hopefully we didn't contribute to your negative mental health. I hope that our voices don't drive you insane. Um, 
But if they do, well, fuck you. You can go listen to the other Black Tea podcasts. Uh, wow. <laughs> With that being said, I hope that you tune in for the next episode of this Black Tea podcast and, uh, and for all of the podcasts that we have coming to you in the future. Um, other than that, I've got nothing else to say. So this has been another episode of Black Tea with Matt and Michael. I am Matt. And I am Michael. And we will see y'all next time. Bye.